You are listening to episode 82 of Exit the Drinking Life and Beyond podcast. Welcome to Exit the Drinking Life podcast. I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm your host, Debbie Tauber, creator of the Exit Methodology, advocate for living your best and most intentional life, and alcohol freedom coach. This podcast is for you if you have big dreams and aspirations, but you begin to notice that just maybe your current drinking patterns are getting in the way. Inside the podcast, we'll dive into a modern day approach that can help you move away from shame and blame when it comes to what you're drinking and finally take the driver's seat of your life again. It's time to exit the drinking life. Hey there, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Do you believe it? I cannot actually believe that it is the year 2022. I remember when I first started at my job in the airlines in 1983, okay? And one of the, I guess about a year after I started, I don't remember exactly, but sometime during the first year, so it could have been six months, could have been a year after, whatever. We got this paper in our mailboxes that shared with us when our retirement dates would be, right? So if we stayed until at the time, back in the 80s, what they were deciding around retirement age would be and when you would retire. And it turned out it would be age 65 for me. So that would actually be the year 2022, because in 2022, I will be turning 65, right? However, my 20-something self, when I saw that on that paper, and it was the year 1983, I was kind of like, there's no way. I'm never going to be here that long. There's no way I'm going to stay here at this same company doing this same job for until the year 2022. Who, like, I could not even wrap my head around seeing the number on a regular basis of 1980-something, right? We were only in 1983. So we had only just started the 1980s, right? Let alone wrap my head around seeing these years of 20. 22, 22 years into the 20, right? I was just like, you, there's no way I just, I was too baffled by that. My head, my mind, I couldn't actually go there. And then now, as it turns out, here I am, retired from that time. I retired too sooner than it said, right? And then I now get these, when I see some of my friends, my flight attendant friends, I have one that I go to all the time that I see her on a monthly basis, she does facials. And so part of it is for the facial, and the other part of it is my connection time with my friend. And so she, the last time I was there, she made this comment to me around, you're just living your best life. And so she's really like watching me live my life. And I noticed this from this kind of thing too from a lot of my other coach friends now that I have. And they're kind of watching me live my life and watching me live myself and becoming so excited for me. The changes and the shifts and stuff that's happening, right? And sometimes even myself, I can find it astonishing. And as I'm looking 
at and noticing all these choices and these things that I'm doing just for myself because of how they make me feel and because of how the much I have grown my belief and my mindset into what I can actually create in my own life, right? And so the last episode I did was around, or one of the last couple episodes around this, doing what seems impossible, right? So just like when I was sitting and I saw that paper back in 1983, to me that just seemed impossible that I would stay there until this year of 2022. And yet here we are, and I really didn't stay there till the year 2022, right? But I did stay there until the year of 2020. So it's very fascinating to me how our, as we can learn to shift and grow and do different things. And so really what is allowing me to really just live my best life and what I call my life now becoming epic, right? And so literally I have actually decided that this year of 2022 for me is the year of doing epic things. And that's also what I'm helping all of my one-on-one clients do, right? So when I have one-on-one coaching clients and then also in the workshops I do, I'm really focusing on helping people thinking about letting this be the year of doing epic things, right? And so for me, I am living my full version of myself, right? And it's in full color and I'm savoring the sweetness and the saltiness. And so I really want to go a little bit in today's episode around what's actually allowing me to do that and kind of teach you some of the things. And as I'm preparing for this recording, it's really helping me with paying attention and noticing to more things. And so being able to think, feel, believe, and know deep in my soul that I love myself and I accept myself and that I am actually flossom is actually this phenomenal feat. Right? Because this morning, I just started a couple, uh, not even seven days yet, but I'm work trying out this new app called Fabulous, right? And so as I'm trying it out, it has prompts in there. And one of the, and it's really building you up. I love it because it's all around the BJ Fogg's tiny habits, behavior, change, philosophy, right? How the app is designed. And it's kind of, it's got this beautiful music in it. It's playful. It's fun. And so I'm really loving the experience of the app. And so today's prompt was a journal prompt to ask me what I thought about the quote of loving yourself and that I was enough. And to me, the reason I say that accepting my flossomeness is a phenomenal feat, as I was making the observation, and so it's right in your phone, so I literally just open up the journal, and I, I personally, instead of typing it all, I use the little microphone there and let it, you know, dictate into it. And so at the moment, and that also allows me to just be me and be in the moment of what am I thinking right that, what's coming to me. And so it literally dawned on me that this thinking I was enough was actually a phenomenal. Even saying the word might be phenomenal for me today too, right? Anyway, it was helping me to be and notice and realize, oh my gosh, that is phenomenal. That I love myself, accept all of myself, and think of myself as flossom. And I love thinking of myself that way because 
four, five and a half decades, I truly did believe that I wasn't enough. And so for me, that it was like at that realization and that aha moment was just like this phenomenal moment. And so that was kind of what I was doing this morning as I was prepping myself and getting ready to record the episode because I do them in a batch form uh, so I can turn them into the company that does their amazing work for me. And if you have seen the blogs that are written and the images that are coming out, that's done by my amazing, beautiful team at CEO Power, right? And so if you're looking for stuff to be done around a podcast, I highly recommend checking them out. And so as I was doing that prompt, it just really helped me to feel, oh my gosh, this, this topic is really important for today. And it's all around what is coaching, because coaching is what helped me get to where I am and to help me get to live my life full on and to live what I now call epic. And even having this willingness of creating this plan of this is going to be the year of doing epic things, right? And so I really wanted to go into describing and helping you understand a little bit more about what coaching actually is, how it could actually help you, and then open you up to this topic of epic living, right? And so that's really what I want to do for today's podcast and how I'm doing this. And so also for me, when I'm preparing and doing these kinds of uh, these episodes for you, that it's important to me because I want to be able to help you, right? And I want you to be able to feel like I feel now about life. And I want you to be able to have the freedom to, and notice I'm not using the word now freedom from, I'm now shifted it, took away from, and I'm using to. It's based on some learning that I've been doing. And so I want you to open up to being able to and having the freedom to take alcohol or leave it and the freedom to create this epic life that you want. Because if you notice, the podcast name is actually Exit the Drinking Life and Beyond. And so the beyond part is what is epic, right? And really, so the episodes I have planned and going to be recording today are all around helping you do that, right? And, um, and so I also ask God before I do each one, so I kind of record one, and then I, um, I move my body a little bit. I bounce up and down. I get my energy going and stuff like that. I take a little walk outside because we're in Florida. It's gorgeous. And take in a few breaths, and then I come back, and, and I find out, like, what do I need to bring to this next one? I have the topic and stuff, but I still want to know what else I need to bring, right? And so for me, it's God, and I ask God, and I do some journaling and then some meditating. And so that's really what came to me before, right before this. And so I had that big, awesome, aha moment in realizing the phenomenal feat for myself to actually love myself, right? And so I really want you to um, understand that and have that awareness of that so that you can kind of get a picture, too, of where I'm coming from. And so we all have to be willing to have things not go as planned, right? And so... What I'm coming to realize is that when you want to live an epic life, experience all the sweetness, all the saltiness of life while loving what you see in the mirror with your own eyes, we have to be willing to feel all the feels, right? We need to be opening ourselves up to willing to feel all the feelings. We also need to be willing to know up front that things aren't going to go as planned. 
We have to be willing to trust ourselves to figure things out when things are uncertain or too much. And we have to be able to be willing to see what we're made of, right? And so that's part of it. And this is something that actually goes against how our brains are designed. Because our brains are designed to keep us safe. And as well, and also the brains that we have built in as humans is negativity bias. And so for me, the hiring of my own coach is what helped me to understand, learn, apply the power and the deep connection between the way I felt, like the way I felt, the way I thought, and the way I behaved, right? And so learning this connection is what has become my superpower, right? And it's what I've come to realize also is that the act of numbing or buffering away takes away my power, right? Takes away my superpower. So for me, it's like the, the action of numbing or buffering. For me, how it impacts my superpower power is kind of like kryptonite, some of the kryptonite does to Superman, right? And the numbing are things like alcohol, binge watching TV, uh, using food for comfort, shopping to soothe ourselves, or social media scrolling, right? So numbing is looking for things outside ourselves to soothe ourselves and to help us avoid feeling all the feels, right? And so buffering are, are things like overworking, overexercising, um, overscheduling ourselves, or getting wrapped up in overplanning, and more things like perfectionism, right? And so that's really what buffering is. And so when I first decided to hire a coach, I was filled with these emotions of helplessness and despair. I'd experienced a few, maybe several, uh, negative life events, and I found myself in this negative thought pattern loop. One that was filled with self-blame and, and this perceived inability to change my circumstances. Right? And so I had all of this perception going on. And so what I loved about coaching was how my coach would listen. And I have a coach now still. And I have different, it's not the same one as when I first started on this journey, right? But the coaches that I keep and I look for and I seek out and the kind that I try to be are the ones that listen. They, and then my coach asks questions. And my coach expands my thinking around ideas that I present. And also, my coach taps into my experiences and helps me to see how resilient I actually am from those experiences, right? And so it's really the, it's helped me to have overall expand my thinking about myself, about my life, about my past, about my present, and about my future. And so then this whole experience is what empowers me to choose. And this is the experience that I try to strive and offer to others. And this is what I want all the people that I coach, whether it's in groups or in workshops or privately to experience. It's the same kind of things that I experience. Right? And so this is why I became certified in the programs that I'm certified in. So I'm certified with uh, the Life Coach School. I'm certified with this naked mind. And then I'm also certified with Tiny Habits. And 
in the middle of January, I'm going to be starting a deep dive certification where I'm going to understand and learn to dive deeper into these numbing, what thoughts and things cause us to do this numbing and buffering and learn deeper and deeper for myself so that I can help my clients and therefore come and teach it to you too on the podcast, right? How to go deeper into this learning to feel the feelings and really uncovering what is that thought under the thought, right? That belief under the belief that continually has me returning to these actions of buffering or numbing, right? Because it's life, right? This is, we're going to, so the continuing to the learning and the coaching helps me to find all the areas of my life I've not yet healed, where I'm still wanting to take the edge off instead of experience the edge, where I'm not showing up as my most authentic version of myself, right? And so today at 64, I'm not 65 yet, my life is so amazing and it's exciting and it's fun and it's also scary challenging, heartbreaking, and uncomfortable. And to me, it's epic. I am willing to invite into my life all of my life so that I can savor it instead of avoid it. Right? And so this is why I'm doing this deeper dive coaching. Imagine changing what you drink, exiting that cycle of drinking, over drinking, while you fall in love with your flossom self. This truly is possible for you. The most successful alcohol interruption workshop is open for enrollment. A chance to create a better future, transform your relationship with yourself, and learn to exit the drinking life with confidence. This six-week workshop will teach you, inspire you, and connect you to peers doing the same work you are. In as little as 20 minutes a day, it's possible to achieve freedom. Interested? Go over to jumpseatcoaching.com forward slash freedom and start the conversation. And so recently, my mom, when I was over at her house at Thanksgiving, asked me when I was actually going to slow down. She's like, you just retired from flying all over the world for 20 years, right? And yes, I was there for 30-some-odd years, but the flying part was the last 20 years. And you just finished working hard for the same company for almost 38 years. And here you have so much going on now. You're doing all these many different things. You're doing all these things that really in her mind and how she described it is that this 20-something person would be doing growing a business, being vulnerable and strong. And it looks like what, to her, it looked like what I'm doing is exhausting, right? That I ought to be exhausted. And so I decided that I was going to ponder this. And I really thought a lot about it and did a lot of pondering and asking myself, am I exhausted? And so what I kind of uncovering and what I wanted to share today here is that my belief is we become exhausted the exhaust and where we wear ourselves out in two ways. We do this to ourselves, and it's in two main ways. And I used to do this too, and sometimes I still do it, right? And I've noticed it even with my clients too. And so the first is by 
pursuing happiness from something outside of ourselves. Thinking, feeling, and believing, I'll be happy when, dot, dot, dot. Right? So living in the mindset that happiness is something that you have to chase after. Right? And so that, I feel, is the first way that we exhaust ourselves, is chasing after this external something. And then the second way that is that we exhaust ourselves is by measuring ourselves against how far we have to go instead of how far we have come. And so to me, that is actually exhausting, right? So living in this way requires a lot of buffering and a lot of numbing, right? It requires a lot of resistance. It also requires a lot of lying to yourself, right? And so, and I can only see and expose this and share this with you because I've seen it and exposed it and shared it with my own self, right? So this isn't about me judging you. This is about me living, right? And noticing and also how having a coach on a regular basis and a weekly basis is helping me notice these things even in my own self so that I could come and show up better for you. And so what I mean by this is when you're living in that space of measuring your life against someone else's or some social standard, right? You are consciously living in the mindset of, I'll never measure up. This is going to be too hard and uncomfortable, so why even start or try, right? And so I was actually with my friend, Dana, that I mastermind with every Monday. So I was actually having that conversation with her too and noticing that too, right? Is this, I would have this tendency for me kind of buffering is, and it's really not buffering. This is really the, is the numbing. No, and that is the buffering. The numbing is when I do the food and the television. The buffering, right? And so that is when I am, I don't even try, right? And so for me, that is what I noticed in myself is I fail ahead of time. And so the reason why it's exhausting and painful is because when you believe, when we are believing that our happiness comes from something outside of us, along with the practice of measuring ourselves against how far we've got to go, this kind of focus leads to the emotion of hopelessness, right? And so in Brene Brown's newest book that only just came out in November, at the end of November, um, it's called Atlas of the Heart. And she says in there that hopelessness arises out of a combination of negative life events and negative thought patterns, particularly self-blame and the perceived inability to change our circumstances, Right. And so if you'll notice, that's the exact same way that I actually described how I lived my five decades, right? Is I was literally living a lot of my five decades basically hopeless in this hopelessness state on and off. And so for myself and many of my clients, this, this is what led me to this drink, over drink, shame and regret cycle, also known as the drinking life, right? And so then... Having that already, then adding this drinking life cycle to my life, it led to even what I feel like more hopelessness, right? And so this, so this, we have this consistently living in this perceived notion that we're unable to change, that we're somehow flawed. And this is what wears us out. Living like this is absolutely exhausting, right? And so because our brains are designed without regularly reminding it, it's 
than the way they're designed. And without us reminding ourselves and our brains, right? And what a lot I teach you in here is like pointing it in a different direction, right? And retraining it. It's easy for us to fall into that compare and despair mindset and lose hope. And as I said, right, I lived that for decades. And so hiring a coach is what helped me stop looking for happiness outside of myself and to build up the practice of focusing on my progress, right? And so giving attention, energy, and focus to how far I'd come alongside what it was that I wanted to do differently and what I wanted to be differently. So with the help of a coach, I was able to ask more of myself, leave my comfort zone more often, and and evolve without destroying myself, right? Without exhausting myself. And yes, because I'm flossom, there are times where I will find myself in that loop, right? And But now I'm aware. And so I get myself out and I feel my feelings and I have tools and processes and practices so that I don't get into that exhaustion, so that I can live this epic life. And so each and every day, I've been falling more and more love with, in love with my flossom self over and over again. When I listen to my true desires, when I trust myself to figure things out, even when I'm feeling uncomfortable, right? And it has been worth it. It is so absolutely worth it, right? And it's how I intend to live the remainder of my life, right? And this is why I continue to have a coach. I'll continue to have one. And I will also continue to learn how to be a better and better coach. Life is going to always have its sweet moments and its salty moments. And when you are the one, the individual, splashing around in that moment of your circumstances, you actually need someone to help you pause and explore other perspectives. And so that's really the beauty of having a coach or being a part even of like the upcoming workshop that I have, the Freedom Workshop, which still is open, by the way. And so that being a part of that too, because there's other individuals in there doing the same thing that you're going to be doing. And so they too can help you when you're the one splashing around, they can help you to pause and see and explore a different perspective. And so this is also around having people to help remind you to feel what you need to feel instead of resisting the emotions. Because as humans, this is another thing that Brene Brown says in her book, is that we will do anything She says absolutely anything to not feel certain things, right? And so letting yourself feel all the feels while trusting yourself to open up to a different perspective, a different view from, say, a higher mountain, so to speak, is so worth it. And when you decide to go after what you want, I promise you're going to be in a storm of opinions, right? Other people are going to be out there. Other people are going to be telling you that you shouldn't do that, that that's not okay, that that's not normal, that that's not healthy, to make your own choices that aren't in line with the social norms, quote unquote, that aren't typical, that aren't standard, right? So they're going to be giving you all kinds of their own thoughts and beliefs and messages around this, right? And so we don't want to hold that against them as they're doing it, 
We don't want to be mad because they're, we don't really want to be mad either because they're not supporting us, right? We want to understand that that's just their brains calling to safety as well, right? Because they're humans too with these human brains that wants to keep them safe. And because they actually, some of them anyway, love you, they think that what they're telling you and saying is going to help you stay safe, quote unquote, right? And so what, what I'm challenging you to do is to listen to your deepest heart's desire and to notice what you're afraid of. You don't even have to take an action. Just go through the process of understanding, right? What is it that you're afraid to know? And this is a big part of what happens with people when you're stuck in this drinking life, right? Is there's a lot of stuff that's in your brain that you're hiding from, that you're afraid to know, right? And so exposing that and shining a light on it, because shame, when you expose the thing, the shame goes away. It's the isolating and the keeping it a secret that keeps the shame in the cycle. So really open yourself up to understand what you're afraid to know. What is it you're afraid to do? What do you think will happen if, say, your heart breaks? Or if you do some of this work to exit the cycle and you have what I call a data point. What are you afraid that will actually happen? And so here's what I found out. When I surround myself with and open myself up to failure, I also open myself up for that deepest, hardest, most beautiful success, the beautiful life, the beautiful connection. So, and so instead of thinking, feeling, and believing, I wish I'd done such and such, right? I'm thinking, feeling, and believing my life is epic. I'll figure out how to savor the sweetness and the saltiness of life, right? And so that's what this has allowed for me to do, right? As when I've allowed myself to open up to the possibility of failure, surround myself with support to help me feel what I need to feel, practice on my own, reminding my own brain, it's okay, I need to feel what I need to feel, right? This is how I got to this space of my life being epic and how I know that I will and that I am trusting myself to savor the sweetness and the saltiness of life, right? And so this is what I actually want for you. Hope instead of exhaustion. And again, in Brene Brown's book, and by the way, I'm loving this book, The Atlas of the Heart, it describes hope as a way of thinking. Before I really read this Atlas of the Heart and kind of utilized it, and I'm actually gifting it to all my clients, but it's literally, it's, a, it's an atlas and a map, and that's why she calls it an atlas. And so she's describing the places we go when certain things happen and all of the emotions. And so I was used to thinking and believing that hope was a feeling. But it's literally, according to the research and stuff, it's a way of thinking. And so she says hope is a function of struggle. We develop hope not during the easy or comfortable times, but through adversity and discomfort, right? And so what I want for you is hope instead of exhaustion, right? And so you can, you can live the very best version of your life if you're willing to feel all of your feelings and trust yourself to figure things out while experiencing adversity and discomfort. So what I want to do now 
is go into today's oxygen mask tactic, right? And so I want to leave you today with three tiny habits. And as a tiny habits coach, and because I'm focusing too on not just exiting the drinking life, but the beyond phase of it in 2022, I'm going to start on a more regular basis giving you oxygen mask tactics in each of the episodes. And I'm going to design them around the tiny habits formula. And these tiny habits will help you train your brain to focus on how far you've come, give yourself credit for what you do do and have done, right? And so I've created these based on what I've learned in as the tiny habits coach trained by BJ Fogg. And BJ Fogg is the founder of the Behavior Design Lab at Stanford University, right? And so he know he's and he's very skilled at taking complicated things and breaking it down and putting it into the he calls them recipes. And so what I'm going to do is give you today for your oxygen mass tactic three tiny habit recipes. And just like other recipes, think about this cooking recipes, right? Is sometimes you have to tweak them. So what I'm going to share with you today is based around his behavior change map, and the tiny habits concept. But if you're finding it isn't working for you, you can always reach out to me. You can find in the notes part, even on your app, just look there and click on my website and you'll find a way at the very bottom. At the very bottom right, there's a way to ask Debbie, right? So, but the recipe, so here's the three, here's the first recipe. When I notice I'm comparing myself with another person, I will pause and ask myself, what is one thing I love about my life? Then I will smile. And I really want you to do this smile step because this is what is going to anchor in to your brain a slight reward, hit your brain's pleasure center, and it's going to help you remember this new behavior that you're designing, which is when I notice myself comparing myself to another person, I will pause and ask myself, what is one thing I love about my life, right? So this is going to become your new habit. When I notice I'm comparing myself with another person, I will pause, ask myself, what is one thing I love about my life? Then I will smile. So that is one complete recipe. And you will be able to find this written out in the show notes on the website page. So that's going to be at jumpseatcoaching.com forward slash blog, right? And so look for the episode 82 there. And you can always pause this, stop and start, right? And write it down, okay? And so the next one, the next recipe is after I sit down with my cup of coffee or tea in the morning, I will pause and notice one thing around me I enjoy. Then I will smile. Okay. And then the, the third one is after I experience a setback, I will review the experience and write about one thing I learned from the experience. Then I will smile. Right. And so those are the three tiny habits recipes that I have created to help you with this. To start on this, starting off the 2022 
as your year of doing, doing epic things, right? And so as you begin to form these three new habits, and you can decide, okay, this week, I am going to pick one and just pick one and try it out for the next seven days, just the one, and pay attention. Do the exit part, right? The examine, explore, experiment, X out, ignite curiosity, and trust yourself, right, around this recipe, right? And then you can let me know what's going on and what actually happened, and you can reach out to me. I did, because of this, so important, I've been also now starting in doing Clubhouse Rooms. So if you're on Clubhouse, I do host a room weekly. If you follow me over there on Clubhouse and do the bell, then you'll be able to get notified when I start the room. And so as you begin to form these three new habits, my hunch is you're going to also start to think, feel, and believe in a better future for yourself. You'll notice yourself opening up to trusting yourself to figure things out when it comes to exiting the drinking life. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening to Exit the Drinking Life podcast. I hope this episode has helped you move away from drinking shame and blame and instead into confidence and full belief that the life you desire is within your reach. You are not alone. I have been exactly where you are right now. If you have enjoyed this episode, please take a second to hit the follow button so you never miss a future episode. And leave a review to help me reach more listeners just like you looking to break away from the toxic cycle of drinking and discover a healthier approach that leads to a life full of abundance and happiness. If you want to take what you've learned here to the next level, head over to jumpseatcoaching.com for more resources and tools. See you back here on the next episode.